What up, what up, what up? We are back with another DI Rising Coaches Spotlight. We have the head coach, head women's basketball coach for Moberly Area Community College. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, Miss Hannah Hayden. What up, Hannah? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Fabulous. Excited, I'm excited to, to be here. Yeah, excited to get rocking and rolling today. Let people know about uh, one of the rising stars. So first up, next up initiative, uh, you were a part of it. You killed it. You did your thing and impressed many, even though people would say you're a junior college, you are a junior college head coach. You impressed a lot of people to where they would say this young lady is ready to be a head coach of a division one. And several people uh, on the panel said that. So talk a little bit about your experience. Just kind of walk us through what that whole thing was like. Yeah. So it was next up was a phenomenal experience. I mean, First, like just to even get the email and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's such a huge recognition looking at the other names that were on there. Just an elite group of coaches. Um, and then it was shifting gears to the preparation, because then obviously you want to do really well. I mean, you want to make a good impression. So that preparation, I think, was was huge. I think it's really important. I think as coaches, we you know, we know what we do. And, you know, as a head coach, you know, most of those questions are geared towards how do you run your program? Um, and I know what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, but that preparation is key to be able um, to articulate in an interview, um, you know, it, exactly the direction that you want to take it. Because some of those questions as far as um, culture, how would you handle this? Um, you know, you just want to make sure that it's clear and concise and that you're also able to um, connect it to the university um, and the people that are on the committee. So that was what the experience um, was really about is in that interview process, like connecting it. Um, the, the search firm committee, right? They were the athletic director and the president and being able to connect to them as well. So I thought that experience was huge. Everybody always says like, it's very hard to simulate um, a head coaching interview. And I thought that that was, you know, that was definitely the closest thing to it as far as being able to prepare. And it was ran exactly like the interview. Um, then once you were able to answer those questions, getting that direct feedback right away. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I was nervous at the beginning, but I did prepare really hard for it. And then I thought, you know, that feedback um, was really was really crucial because it was like as soon as the call was over, I'm like, dang, I, I want to do it again right now using that feedback. and just saw things that I'd be able to do better. Yeah, absolutely. And you did uh, a phenomenal job preparing. I mean, preparation is so important, but I think within the preparation, you also did a great job and got compliments of just being yourself and talking about what you do and being able to uh, talk about some of your successes, some of the things you do inside the program already and some of the things you would do i think you did a great job casting vision which is not easy to do uh what did you take away and what did you actually love about it you kind of touched on it but if you had to say what did you love most about the experience and what did you take away yeah um i mean again loved everything about the experience and i think not only would it help me um you know when i do have an interview or i'm in and in that position but even just the preparation like you know, when you go on a podcast and people are like, hey, you know, talk about the three things that are most important in your program. And again, most of the time we, we know them. But sometimes if you're on the spot, then you could be right. thinking about just wherever your mind is like, oh, right. well, defense or whatever. And that's not really it. So just being able to it was almost kind of like a self-exploration or a self-study and just being able yeah. to go back and reflect and um, again, just really be able to to articulate it. So um, that was the part that I really enjoyed. Um, Really good takeaway was again like that feedback, like 
you know, whenever I was kind of going through that introduction of myself and this is who I am and stuff. And then I concluded with my why and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I killed that. Okay, that was good. Now put your why in front and lead with that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, um, I just thought that that was really helpful to just get that, get that perspective and you're getting feedback from people that are in it, right? I mean, they're experts in that field. So um, yeah, everything about it was awesome. So yeah, our expert, the first round was Katie Young Stout from Turnkey. This time, it was Herb Courtney from Renaissance, who did a fabulous job. Yes. Uh, Herb Courtney's definitely going to make a make a name for himself in this space. He's done a great job. Katie's already been recognized as 40 under 40, and uh, I think she just got recognized with another award just the other day. She continues to kill it. Congratulations on your new baby boy, uh, Katie. And then last on next up, uh, just dealing with the search firm, uh, how is that actual part of the process different than just a normal uh, interview or, like you said, podcast interview? What what part about that specifically kind of made it different? Um, I mean, I think just knowing that you you need to make a really good impression, right? Like right. it's one of those things. Um, I think about it like when we got, go out and recruiting, you know, you're either marking kids on or you're marking kids off. So. You know, right. just kind of that pressure and wanting to make that impression. Like, you don't want to get marked off the list. You want right. to end that in the good column. So yeah. I think that right. that was one of the biggest parts. But you said, like, Herb did such a good job. Like, he was putting himself in the AD chair, like, when he finished up the interview. Like, yeah. okay, now, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask me? You know, just, yeah, um, yeah everything about it. But I think that was the biggest part. Yeah, awesome simulation. And, uh, again, Herb Courtney just kind of gave feedback along with the DEI Alliance uh leadership team gave back feedback and uh just a great experience like i said you were definitely one of the standouts you did a tremendous job so we want to make sure we give you your love so you were nominated by the group that you represent which is embrace us uh led by penny collins founded by penny collins uh many other diverse group of uh coaches from women's basketball agents nba search firm uh ad's you name it you know just people that are influential and the basketball space. Uh, talk a little bit about Embrace Us. How'd you get connected? Talk about Coach Penny Collins and then just a little bit about your experience with Embrace Us so far. Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually got connected with Embrace Us and I had the opportunity last year um, to be a part of NJCAA Top Connect. And, um, you know, Penny was a speaker in there. Dr. Brittany Azell, some of our um, Embrace Us leaders were in there. And it was actually right after um, Top Connect finished up and I was sending out my you know, my thank you emails to those speakers that took the time to get on there and share with us young coaches. And um, after that thank you email, Penny actually gave me a call and asked me to be a, to be a part of the group. So, of course, I was honored to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, I mean, since then, just embrace us. You know, the the platform is to transform and empower and promote, um, you know, young coaches that we want to be agents of change. Um, and want to continue to grow and give to this profession and more importantly, the student athletes. So, you know, it's a, it's an honor to be a part of a prestigious group like this to have, um, again, built in mentors like Penny is the founder of it. He's a division one head men's basketball coach. And he is somebody that I can pick up the phone and call anytime, you know, for for advice. And, um, you know, I think that that that's really huge. Like it's a professional network and we do tons of things um, to try to develop coaches you know, coaching clinics and things like that. But more importantly, just like the personal support. So just an example, like last year, we had um, a few players in a serious car accident. And, you know, the Embrace Us members that were reaching out to me personally, like, hey, you know, I know that this is a tough time for you as a coach to work here for you. Let me know if you need anything. Um, that part is, is, is really big. So, you know, of course, the overall mission 
Um, you know, I think it started with uh, with promoting, you know, good hiring practices. And we got to make sure that um, that we are pushing um, we're pushing hiring minorities. And we have to make sure that um, coaching staffs are representative of the groups that they're coaching and um, especially people of color and women. And so I'm proud to be a part of that. Um, and and continuing to to push for that, and then again, just the professional network and the personal support as well. I'm super grateful for my Embrace Us um, family, and it's a movement, not a moment. Yeah, absolutely, definitely a movement. I'm blessed to be a part of that movement as well, and a member of it. And uh, I love everything about Embrace Us. Uh, definitely an elite group of people who just care and want to be agents of change for the better. Uh, and I, I'll say, I'll add to this too. I love the. Mental health has been one of the initiatives um, that we put a lot of energy into and not just coaches mental health, but also student athletes. So uh, excited to see more great things from Embrace Us. So I had to give our shout out to Embrace Us. They are a part of DI Alliance. So we always want to show love. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you before we go. Let's talk about your story. Um, background, you played at Oak Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, you were really uh, elite high school player, uh, played at the highest level. You've been a head coach at different spots, um, non-Division One. You've been a Division One assistant. Now you're back at Moberly. You've been to Nationals 27-4 and four this year or last year. Probably, I don't know, you probably haven't lost more than 20 games in the time you've been there. So talk a little bit about the success there. Uh, just talk a little bit about your your journey in this, in this, in this crazy college uh, hoops game. Yeah, so the journey, um, the journey has been a blessing. And I think that's something that um, I've really tried to uh, be intentional about enjoying. Um, and I think especially since COVID hit, that's something just thinking about the journey. Um, that that year, and I have to correct you, Brian, we were actually 29 and four that year. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm glad um, you did. I'm glad you, we need to Hey, that, that was a special team. And that's, um, you know, really enjoyed that team as people. But that was one of my biggest reflections as a coach is thinking back on that year from we made a video like in September and it was like the girls got on my phone. I didn't have it. And they were like, hey, this is this is the preseason preview. We're going to Texas. Everybody listen. We're going to Texas, which is where our national tournament tournament is in Lubbock. Um, and we were really focused on that that year. And I don't think that that part was wrong. Right. Because it helped push us through the year. Um, but at the end of the year, after we won the, we won everything we could have won. We won the conference, we won the region, we won the district. Um, and we didn't get to go to the national tournament, um, because of COVID. And some of my players were getting on Twitter, like, man, you know, they were, they were heartbroken and they're like, you know, even though we came up short, you know, it was a great year. And I'm like, we came up short. We won everything that we could have won. Um, but we were so focused on kind of the end result and where we wanted to go that I think at some points in the season, we kind of lost sight of the journey. And even just thinking about um, when we won the, the region championship and we had lost, um, we lost that game by five the year before. And we come back there and we win the region championship. And to be honest, I feel bad looking back on it. Like I was a one track mind. I'm like, all right, get the plaque. Let's get in the locker room. Now we have to win the district to go to Texas. Um, and I don't think I really fully enjoyed that moment. Um, so just talking about the journey, that's something that I try to be really intentional about, you know, like my word, um, for this year has been like present, you know, just being present and enjoying every moment, um, because you never know what things can happen. That was one of the most special years I've been a part of as a coach. And, you know, it was almost like fast forward mode all year, like, okay, we got to get down to Lubbock. So 
Um, but just, you know, the experience of basketball and the journey has taken me on through my life. I mean, I just think about, I was just telling my players this um, yesterday, actually, we were just talking about some things and something my grandpa told me when I was growing up playing, he was like, hey, you have a gift with this game of basketball. So give it every single thing that you have and also get every single thing that you can out of it. And um, that's something that I've just taken with me um, ever since. And, you know, going out to Oak Hill, that was the first experience of, um, you know, not being one of the best players and um, by far not being one of the better athletes on that team. And so I had to figure out, you know, how I could make an impact on that team. Um, I joke, joke around like I really didn't have any business being on that team besides passing everybody the ball. Um, and then I really that's I think when my coaching journey kind of began or when I knew I wanted to be a coach was my senior year, because, um, you know, again, my my value on that team was keeping everybody on the same page, um, being able to reach people. Uh, you know, we we had kids from all over the country from my roommate was from Brooklyn, New York. I'm a kid from Missouri. Right. We had girls from L.A. had international teammates and things like that. And I mean, my role was to just be the glue again, get them the ball and kind of stay out of the way and keep everybody motivated and encouraged. And so that's when I really started buying into, um, you know, kind of the, the intangible pieces of basketball. Um, and that kind of carried through my college career. Um, you know, I played junior college basketball and then I finally reached my goal of being a division one player. Um, and then, you know, was really fortunate to get into coaching um, as soon as I graduated, like graduated May, 2014, I started my first coaching job, you know, June 1st. Um, and just, it's been an amazing experience and a, and a journey and um, just everything that you learn along the way about yourself, really. And so all the time people are like, oh, we're teaching the kids. And really, you know, they're, they're teaching you things all the time, but, um, the biggest thing that I try to do now is just share that perspective uh, because as soon as you get done with that, some of the girls again yesterday, like, you know, the, the days are long, but the years are short and this time is so fleeting. So, you know, it's easy to get caught up into like all oh, the long days and the early morning waits. And then we have to go to class and come straight to practice and go straight to study hall. And I'm like this, you know, you can get caught up in the, in the complaining of what's hard, but one, we don't know what hard is yet because you haven't had to graduate and pay any bills or do anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And then two, um, you know, when even a few years out, I was, you'll miss the days of when you're bored in your dorm room and you're all, all seven of you are up, you know, in, in a room watching a movie together and laughing and our girls TikToking and doing all that stuff that so you'll miss those days, just having those built in friendships, um and people to rely on and people to lean on you know whenever you need something so that's the biggest thing that i try to do is just share that perspective with our players and i want them to um enjoy every moment and get for them to get every single thing that they can out of their experience too yeah absolutely well said um what would you say and going back to your playing career i'm sure your First of all, it's always value for somebody who can pass everybody the ball. Let's let's be real about that. Yeah, yeah, I was important. That's important. <laughs> and then secondly, I'm sure that led to your coaching career and how you kind of go about leading your team and, and, and assisting. What would you want people to know? Two or three things you would want people to know about you as a head coach. Maybe a recruit watching this. You never know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, really the only, the only people that I really care what they know are my players or – or recruits, you know, and I think like the biggest thing that I just want to be known for, you know, is we want to provide our players like life changing experiences, right? Like we want you to come here and leave a better person um, than you were whenever you came. Um, you know, we, we want to make our, our players better, better players, but get more importantly, better people. We want to compete at the highest level. 
Um, we want to compete on a national level. Um, but at the same time, again, like those experiences that I look back on, um, you know, and all the memories that I made and the people that I connected to, um, that's what I want to provide my players. So, you know, again, that does go with recruiting. Like if we say we want to give you a great experience all the way around the board, we have to put you around really good people. Um, you know, because yes, to me, winning is a big part of the experience, but so is enjoying who you're around. Um, and then just as, as a coach, I want to just be known for somebody that, um, that, that really, really cares and will do anything for you, but at the same time, doesn't let anything slide. And again, just trying to be the person that, that I know that I needed whenever I, um, whenever I was playing, I needed somebody to be on me, to hold me accountable, um, to believe in me, uh, to push me to be my best, but I needed somebody that wasn't going to let anything slide to bring the best out of me. So um, that's what I try to do for my players. Are you muted? I can't put you for a second. Okay. Um, we got the fun round now. Okay. We're going to go back to your Oak Hill days and your Missouri days. Uh, what was your pregame music then that you listened to? And what is your pregame music now? Oh, it has changed a lot. So thinking back to high school, college, I'm a Missouri girl, right? So of course, Nelly. Got to represent for Nelly. Nelly's a staple. Um, so then in, then in college, I would say, you know, T.I. was a favorite of mine, Lil Wayne. Like I was all about in college, just like getting hyped up and getting ready right. to go. Right. Now as a coach, it's about chilling out and relaxing. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. So I will even, we, we play music before every practice and um, the girls will boo me off of there because I like, um, I like R&B. So I'm going to put on Alicia Keys and um, and Ella May and even like Tyrese and Avant and things like that. So they're trying to tell me like, coach, there's a time and a place like you're trying to put us to sleep, but that's what I listen to all the time. So that's my pregame music now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What about pregame meal or favorite meal to eat, favorite meal to cook? Doesn't have to be pregame, just anytime. Yeah. Favorite meal to cook, favorite meal to eat. So my favorite thing to eat also happens to be one of the only things that I can cook well. And that's um, salmon. I love big salmon. I'll eat salmon five times a week um, if I could. So that's that's definitely my favorite. And it's easy because you could just put it in the oven. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What about uh, if you had to say, are you fouling down three for eight seconds? Or are you letting it play out? I'm fouling down three. Am I up three or down three? Sorry, up three. You know, I don't think it's a – I think it would really depend on who we're playing and um, and some other factors in the game. But I would say as a general rule, I'm going to play the possession out. Um, our program is always known for our defensive identity, so we're going to switch everything um, and not give up any open looks and finish it with the box out. We're going to probably rely on our defense um, to, to win the game right there. I would say eight out of ten times that's what we're going to do. Right, what about your why in coaching? What would you say your why is? Um, my my why in coaching again is I think to provide uh to provide our players with that life changing experience um, and the experience that I had, all the lessons that I learned, um, you know, and and really how college basketball made me the person that I am from all the things you know fighting through adversity, um, you know, learning how to show up and and try to be your best on um, even on the bad days. That's that's my why. Um, you know, again, I, I want to make an impact. Um, I want to build these relationships with our players that 
uh, like like I do, like my, my former players that go on to the next level um, that they're calling back for advice, for letters of recommendation, um, when something good happens and something bad happens. Um, that's, that's my why. So I got into coaching because of my love for basketball. Just, that's really the only thing that I cared about. Um, you know, from fifth grade on, that was the biggest thing for me. And that's, that is why I got into it just because I'm just such a big time competitor and from playing college basketball. Um, I just always had this idea that I, I thought I knew more than everybody and that I could do it better. Um, but that alone will not be enough, um, to keep you in this profession, right? It requires too much, um, you know, just of your time and your emotional energy. Um, so really what, what keeps me in it is, is the players and again, being able to be the person that, that they need um, and helping them develop and become, you know, the young women that they're, they're going to be and um, be tomorrow's leaders because that's what we need. So last one, what would you say is a funny story you'd love to tell uh, in coaching? What's one funny story? I know you got plenty. There's lots of them, but probably I'll just, I like to make fun of myself. So probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I wish I could say this was my first year as a head coach, but I remember it was my second because my second year as a head coach at Harris Stowe, um, I had a really good assistant, Chris Harris. He was a veteran. Um, He really, really taught me how to be a head coach um, as my assistant. I mean, he'd been doing it 30 years and we were, um, we went back to this classic. So my first year as a head coach, we went to this classic in Tennessee at Bethel, who's a, always a top NAI program. Yeah. And we got our butts kicked by 30, um, two games in a row. And so my second year, we went back there. And I mean, we were completely different, right? Like we we knew we were going to win some of those games. We actually upset them at their place at their classic after they beat us by 30. But it's an intense game. And um, it's going to be the end of the end of a quarter. Or it had to be the it had to be the end of the half because we were going the other way and my post player is taking the ball out. You know how in practice it's like you'll try to tell your tell one team something. You'll try go up to them and say, "Hey, run this on the other end," um, so that the that your team the defense doesn't hear them. And I literally left our sideline and walked under our basket as she's taking the ball out to throw it into our point guard to tell her what I wanted them to run down there. Like talk about leaving the coach's box. I'm under the basket. Like, hey, when we get down here, run four. <laughs> Try to tell us my assistant's like, Hannah, Hannah, the refs, the players, like nobody knew what to do. I was so caught up in the moment. Um, that that's always good one. Me and him joke around about it a lot. Like he's like, Hannah, I've been coaching a long time. I've never seen <laughs> the sideline to go out and tell a kid what to run literally on the floor. I think it threw everybody off. I didn't get a technical for leaving the box or anything because I think everybody was shocked that I even did that. <laughs> I was just like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. I was so competitive. I wanted to make sure we got that last possession and we ran what I wanted to run. So I, I do get out of the coach's box a lot still, but I'd never go – literally on the floor under the other team's basket. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Coach, for taking the time to let us get to know you today. Uh, love the shirt. Uh, how was the last thing we'll end with is tell us real quick about this year's team. I know you guys start uh, in about a week. Uh, tell us real quick about your excitement for this year's team and any last words you have, and then we'll let you go. Thanks so much. Sure. Okay. Super excited about this year's team. Um Lots of new faces. So one thing that I'm really proud of is that last year in a COVID year where um, even junior college players were granted an extra year of eligibility, um, 
you know, if they chose or if they didn't have the opportunity to move on, we still placed six players at the next level for Division One and two Division Two, um, and in a reduced COVID season. So that's something that I'm really proud of is our, our players being able to move on. Um, now, with that being said, we only have one player that has any significant college experience in our program back. Um, and, you know, a few returners, um, four other returners that one um, coming off back-to-back ACL. So she doesn't have a lot of experience and three other freshmen that did not get to play on, um, on last year's team just because, honestly, we're pretty, um, pretty talented. So they just didn't get a lot of opportunities. And then we have 10 new players. Uh, so this year's team is, is talented, um, pretty inexperienced. You know, I don't think rankings um, mean much, but they've ranked us number uh, 20th in the preseason uh, NJCAA poll. So to me, all that's good for is a big target on your back. So right now we're just trying to understand that um, every game we're going to get people's best shot. Um, we've played in the region championship um, the last four years in a row here. So, you know, that that kind of comes with it as well. So we're just trying to prepare and get ready right now. Um through, through preseason, uh, junior college, you know, you it's freshmen and sophomores. And a lot of junior colleges have juniors this year. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to be even, you know, junior college, everybody's young, but I think we're going to be younger this year because we don't have all the juniors that everybody else does. So, um, you know, we have to show up and work. It's Moberly. That's the tradition here. So that's what I've told everybody. Nobody cares. we got to work harder. Um, what was the second part of that question? Uh, just anything, any last words you have before we let you go? Oh, um, just thank you for having me on here. Um, again, thanks to Rising Coaches um, for the opportunity. And next up, again, shout out to Embrace Us. It's NJCAA Day, so I'm proud to have been an NJCAA student-athlete and an NJCAA coach. Um, people that aren't recruiting junior college players, you're missing out. Um, these players are getting experience, you know, at a high level with and against other Division One players. Um, so, you know, there's the transfer portal, kids averaging one point a game, or there's JUCO kids that have been playing um, and, and getting lots of good experience, in-game experience. You can't simulate that. So um, don't underestimate junior college athletes because there's really, really good kids and really good players here. Um, and then just, again, thanks thanks for the opportunity, Brian, and being a mentor for me and everything that you do for me. Yeah, no doubt. We believe in you. Excited that the world's getting to know more of who you are and uh, excited for the season. NJCA day so definitely uh shout out to all the juco products out there hashtag juco products yeah uh, yeah absolutely love uh that we got a chance to get to know you today and more people get to follow you so keep up the great work and we look forward to continuing support from afar and uh embrace us family to the end absolutely thanks brian all right girl all right